Hello, and welcome to the Christ Lutheran Church Sermon Podcast. This is Matthew Best. I serve as pastor of Christ Lutheran Church in Allison Hill in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Thanks for being here. If today's message connects with you and what you're going through, brings you inspiration, or offers connection with God, I ask you to please stay on after the message for just a few moments to learn ways to connect with the congregation and the health ministries that we offer. And now, let's dive into God's Word. A reading from Jeremiah, chapter 33. This is what the Lord says. You say about this place, it is a desolate waste without people or animals. Yet in the towns of Judah and the streets of Jerusalem that are deserted, inhabited by neither people nor animals, there will be heard once more the sounds of joy and gladness, the voices of bride and bridegroom, and the voices of those who bring thank offerings to the house of the Lord, saying, Give thanks to the Lord Almighty, for the Lord is good. His love endures forever. For I will restore the fortunes of the land as they were before, says the Lord. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will fulfill the good promise I made to the people of Israel and Judah. In those days and at that time, I will make a righteous branch sprout from David's line. He will do what is just and right in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved, and Jerusalem will live in safety. This is the name by which it will be called, the Lord, our righteous Savior. For this is what the Lord says, David will never fail to have a man sit on the throne of Israel, nor will the Levitical priests ever fail to have a man to stand before me continually to offer burnt offerings or burn grain offerings and to present sacrifices. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So as I mentioned in the children's sermon, I'm colorblind. I have a color deficiency, which means I can't exactly see colors correctly. Um, And that's a genetic thing, so don't ask me what normal looks like. I've never seen it. Um, uh, And that always presents some interesting interesting things. Have you ever done a a color test, colorblind test? Okay. Ashley, maybe you can come help me out here. Come on down. You don't need to hang out there all by yourself out there either. So take this around. Show people. Ask people what's what's in this. What's show, show them. There you go. You just take take around real quick. Do you see? Okay. All right. Keep going. Keep going. All right. She's she's still going. Angela, you wanna you wanna do this one? Here you go. Pass this around. All right. Yeah. Hopefully you're seeing things. Because because I don't. I got one more. So as soon as Ashley's done with that one, I'm gonna hand her this one. Actually, I don't know. Maybe you can see this. Here, I'll take. The, can you see this? Okay. Huh. <laughs> can you see that? Okay. 
All right, here you go. All right. Yep. Okay. So you see. So what was in the first one? It, what do you mean? It says color. Okay. What's in the second one? The one that Angelie has. Eighteen. Okay. And what's in this one? A Christmas tree. How appropriate, right? I did have my... Here, you can hand me those. Thank you very much. You can stay back here if you want. Um, I did have my family help me with this because what I see are just a whole bunch of dots. I do not see... So this is always fun because then trying to help people understand, what, what do I see? So I'm told there is nothing in this. I'm told there's nothing in this, that it's just dots. It's just dots. So this, if, if you're color deficient and you hold up those other ones, this is the type of thing you see. Okay? I, I don't see the 18. I don't see the tree. I don't see the word color in any of them. I just see a bunch of dots that are different colors that I can't always tell what they are. I can't distinguish the colors, which there's a, there's a fun story with that. Um, my first year in seminary, we're assigned to a congregation, and uh, um, it becomes Advent, first week of Advent, and the color change. And the pastor says, oh, could you change the setting, the the you know, like especially, you know, when we have the, the draped over the, the, the cup. Can you change that? Because it was white for Christ the King the week before. We need to change to blue. Sure, no problem. I go to the drawer, I pull it out, and I pull out stuff and I set it. And she says, why did you set it in purple? I said, what are you talking about? She said, that's purple. I said, I got it out of this drawer. Who thought it was a good idea to put blue and purple in the same drawer? <laughs> they look the exact same to me. I cannot tell the difference between them. That's the funny story. So oftentimes, the, the neat thing, whether we're, we're colorblind, color deficient, or, or not, doesn't, is, is that the big thing. But oftentimes, we can't see everything that's there. We miss things through the lens of our own lives the things that we believe, the things we want to believe, our experiences, just things that go on in our lives, things that we can't even fathom about. Like, I'm, I feel pretty safe in saying everyone here doesn't know what it would be like to be a billionaire. I mean, we can't even fathom that amount of money. Like, that's just insane. And then, how, what would, you know, like, we have ideas, but... We have no idea of what comes with that, right? So we, we don't have the vision to be able to see oftentimes, right? So, and sometimes humanity is really good at refusing to see things as well. So societies, communities, churches, whatever the case may be, sometimes just refuses to see other people or situations uh, around us, right? Oftentimes, our world does this, refusing to see poverty, or people that are just so-called different from 
whatever is considered normal in that society or a variety of different folks. You can name, I'm sure we could have a long list of, of, of this. And, and some, oftentimes that's because if we saw these people, it would be inconvenient for that society. We might have to spend money. We might have to change some laws. We might have to change the way we treat people. And society doesn't always like to do that, right? So I bring all this up because when we take a look at our reading for today, Jeremiah, and I asked this in, uh, in Bible study, and Steve played along, thank you. But what do you know about Jeremiah? Come on, somebody's going to say it. Bullfrog. He was a bullfrog, okay. <laughs> yes, and he was a good friend of all of us, yes. <laughs> we just got to get that out of there, right? Everybody's thinking it, right? Jeremiah was a bullfrog, right. So, <laughs> now that we got that out of the way. Sure. Jeremiah is an important prophet in the New Testament, okay? And Jeremiah, his, he, he is... He is called by God at a young age, like eight years old-ish, to be a prophet for God. Can you imagine that? Ashley, can you imagine God calling you and be like, hey, I want you to speak on my behalf to people, to the entire society? How do you think that would go? You don't know. Yeah, that's a safe answer. There you go, right? It would be really tough. It would be very tough. And, and so here's Jeremiah, and he is he's doing his prophetic work at the end of the kingdom of Judah. So the northern kingdom has been conquered, gone, and the, and the southern kingdom of Judah. He starts during King Josiah's time, which is who we heard about last week. And Josiah is near the end of the, the kingdom of Judah, and it just, from Josiah to the end, it just goes bad. And so Jeremiah's message is often one of things aren't going to turn out well for you all. But there's hope. So the story, and, I, and again, I've said this before, the cycle of the Old Testament and the story of, of the, the Israelites is God makes a covenant. The people rejoice. Yay, it's great. And then the people say, nah, I don't think so. And they go and they do their own thing and they either ignore God or reject God. And then they suffer the consequence and it's not great. And then they cry out to God, hey, save us. And God sends somebody to save them and then restores the covenant. And round and round we go. Where it stops, nobody knows. <laughs> right? And so... Where we have here is Jeremiah has been telling the people, you have been disobeying God, and God is going to punish you. That's what Jeremiah has said. And the punishment comes in the form of the Babylonian Empire. It is God's way of ending this, ending what has happened with the kingdom of Judah, which has gone astray. There are times where it's great, and then the rest of the time, they just can't do it. And so God uses Babylon to bring destruction on Judah. Do you think the Babylonians thought about it as, oh, Yahweh is using us? No. Their, their principle, 
deity, their principal god was called Marduk. And that's who they thought they got their power from, and that's what they, they thought they, they were able to conquer through and all of this. Instead, Jeremiah is saying, no, no, Babylon, it's not this false god Marduk. It's, it's Yahweh that has empowered you to do this, to work out what God has planned. But as with every empire, every empire dies off. You aren't going to last. You're just a tool to do what God has wanted. And so what has happened at this point when we pick this up and we hear this is what the Lord says, you say about this place, and that's Jerusalem. It is a desolate waste without people or animals. The Babylonians have come to Jerusalem, have starved them out, have finally conquered them, destroyed the temple, and ended the Davidic line of kings. That's what Nebuchadnezzar, who's the king of the Babylonians, does something that no one had ever done before. The three most important things for the Israelites, the things that really gave them identity and meaning and purpose, the Babylonians, by God's own command and by God's work, end it. End the Davidic line of kings. God made a promise that David's offspring would always be on the throne. And now all of a sudden God is saying, no, the temple being destroyed. Well, that's huge. Because if the temple is destroyed, where's God? And Jerusalem being defeated, the city that was considered invincible because of God's presence and because of the promise of the Davidic line of kings. And Nebuchadnezzar destroys all three of those. And what we hear in today's reading is Jeremiah declaring, Jerusalem will be restored, the Davidic line of kings will be restored, and I will be present. A restoration of all three. That this destruction is temporary, a cleansing of sorts. And Jeremiah doesn't, doesn't sugarcoat things, right? And just this very first line again, it's a desolate waste without people or animals. Jeremiah is dealing with reality. It does not look hopeful. There are no people, there are no animals in Jerusalem. It is deserted, the temple is destroyed, it is laid to waste. Jeremiah is dealing with reality not sugarcoating it and saying, here it is, here it is. The people can't necessarily see. They're, they're seeing this. It doesn't look like anything, Jeremiah. What are you talking about? It doesn't look like anything. There is nothing there, Jeremiah. What are you talking about? There's nothing, nothing at all. This is the role of a prophet to not just say what the reality is, but to give a vision of what God sees, of what God is promising, because God always keeps God's promises. This is what prophets are always doing, is they're always saying, here's what God promises, and here's how God fulfills those promises. So that, that leads us to this God's promise of restoration in a future, to take what is and to shape a vision of what can be and what will be. It's a promise. 
And it's hard for us to see that sometimes, whether we're talking about the Israelites or us. We live in a world that is constantly at war, that has a lot of poverty, homelessness, addiction, strife in relationships. The list goes on and 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 on. And we end up seeing, well, what is this, God? It can be hopeless, right? I know we all feel that. It can be hopeless. But God has a vision. And that's really important because it's not about what we can see. It's about what God sees, right? And what God invites us to. And we talked a little bit about this in in Bible study as well, about, you know, we're surrounded by all this stuff and it can feel hopeless. It can feel overwhelming. And humanity doesn't seem to ever get it right. Yeah, that's been going on for thousands of years. Advent gives us a sense of hope, quiet hope. A sense that Christ is coming. Not oftentimes we get stuck on the birth of Jesus narrative, which that's fine and that's great. But it's not just about something that happened 2,000 years ago. It's about Christ coming, not just again, in some distant future that we have no idea about. It's about Christ coming to us in the past, in the future, and now in the present. We encounter Christ in a variety of different ways. In our service, we encounter Christ through the words of forgiveness. Those are not my words. Those are Jesus' words. We encounter Christ in the Eucharist. We believe that this is Literally, Jesus, hidden in the bread and the wine. And yet, what do we do? We take Jesus, we eat, and it literally becomes a part of who we are. Jesus becomes a part of who we are. That's how food works, right? What we eat is what we become. Jesus literally becomes a part of us and gives us the ability to do something different than what the world has done. And so while oftentimes we see this, instead, what God gives us is a vision. Be able to see things that aren't necessarily there. God just uses a marker and says, here's what I'm about. Here's what I'm about. It's agape love. If you, if you want to know the character of God, I always like to go to 1 Corinthians 13, which is oftentimes ones that you hear at, at weddings. Love is patient. Love is kind. It is enduring. It does not force its way. It is not manipulative. That's my own paraphrasing. Substitute God in place of love. That's who God is. God is patient. God is kind. God doesn't manipulate. Right? This is who God is. This is who we await for. And this is the vision. We get a glimpse. We get a glimpse of it every time when we share a meal with somebody. We get a glimpse of what 
God's kingdom is all about. When we share a meal, it's an act of being very vulnerable. We're sitting down or standing at the same level. We're equals. We need sustenance. We need conversation. We need community. When we gather together and worship, we get a glimpse of the kingdom, of all being together, all equal, all one. There's diversity, and that's also beautiful. When we go and we greet people, we get a glimpse. There's so many different ways that we get a glimpse. When we, by supporting the things like the health ministries, we get a glimpse. All of these are glimpses. And this is what Advent is about. It's about a promise. This first week is about promise. We have a promise from God. We don't know the time frame. We don't know what it looks like exactly, but God gives us a hint. God gives us a vision of love. And that's what we hold on to. And not alone. We do that together. Thanks be to God. Thank you again for listening to the Sermon Podcast. I'm always happy to have a conversation or pray with you. Please reach out either by email to pastor at christharrisburg.org or call me at 717-236-8382. I'd also invite you to be part of worship on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. We're a very diverse, open, affirming, and laid-back congregation. Christ Lutheran Church is located at 124 South 13th Street in Harrisburg. Parking is along the street. You can enter the building through the side entrance on South 13th Street or at the corner of 13th and Thompson Streets. And lastly, check us out on the web. Our website is ChristHarrisburg.org. There you can learn more about and offer your support for the congregation as well as the health ministries and free clinics that we provide to people in need in our neighborhood. I invite you to follow us on Facebook and Instagram also at Christ Lutheran Harrisburg. Thank you. I look forward to connecting with you, and I pray that you have a blessed week.